Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Green and White Report. I'm the producer, Jodez. Coming in real quick to tell you that there were some technical difficulties at the beginning of this episode, causing the first 15 minutes to be lost. So you'll be hopping in at about the middle of the second segment. Zach Serdak will be joined by AJ Evans and Jack David on the mic. So I hope that you enjoy the show. I knew he left the game. Uh, I don't think he did. But, yeah, he left with an injury and the offense sputtered. Um, so... We'll see whether Aller is. They were sputtering before he left. I was gonna say they, they did. It's been rough. Yeah. So, but James Franklin said he doesn't see it being significant okay. to Aller. So I would expect he'll probably play this weekend. This is a game Penn State needs if they want to make a New Year's Six bowl. They got to win this game. Uh, so we'll see. For sure. Yeah. Joe Dez, hold on. There yeah. you go. We got our first official Twitch message from oh. uh, none other than Matt Merrifield, actually. Okay, hey. nice. Yeah, he was, say? <laughs> he was saying that yesterday is what happens when two coaches who are going to be eating government cheese in two weeks try to outsmart each other. So we got Matt's hot Talking take. Talking about the Michigan State game or I the believe, Penn State game? I'm, I'm not sure which one, but I, th- I guess I we think got the Michigan State. I think he's talking about the Michigan State I would game assume as well. the Michigan State one, but we got Matt Merrifield's hot take. In, yes, so. uh, and that'll be the voice you'll be hearing quite a bit over the next little bit as we have these. Twitch comments coming in. Let us know. We want to hear from you guys. We want to talk to you guys. If you have questions for us, let us know. We've got time in the show specifically set aside for answering your guys' questions. So make sure to let us know what you're thinking. All right, let's keep it moving on the college football look around. Michigan survives a scare from Maryland in College Park. Yeah, it was a it was a classic uh, look ahead. If, they, if they're going to try to just run the ball down these teams' throats, I don't think that's going to work against Ohio State this year we'll see i'm excited for that game next saturday that yeah it's be gonna fun. be really interesting so much fun. i don't i don't know if it works if it's gonna work either no I, i'm a little skeptical but i'm a little ohio skeptical State's, about ohio state's ability well, that's to what score. i was about to say their offense isn't with, as good as it's got been, a lot of questions with mccord so. they still have marvin harrison so yeah that they do because the, the big question for ohio state especially after these last two years where they lost to michigan is like can they just physically compete with michigan I think they are they're a much more physical team than they have been the past two years this year. I would agree. But Michigan is the most probably the most physical team in America, so it's gonna be quite a test. That it will be. Uh Louisville wins on the road. They might win the ACC. Shh. Because hey. Florida State's gonna be a little not, different now without Jordan Travis. Yes. Uh that's so unfortunate too. That it's such it a I hate seeing that in we're going to talk about it more but, with the NFL, too. The, the year of the quarterback injury. Yeah. Man, everybody's getting hurt. Yeah, I've, I feel terrible for Jordan Travis. That, that was, that's terrible. But The other thing that's going to be interesting that we'll talk about a little more in a bit because we'll go through our top six again, does the committee take that into account and leave out an undefeated Florida State team for a one-loss Pac-12 team or a one-loss second SEC team? Um, if they do, then what's the point? Of going undefeated, then, because right, I agree, but I think there's a real possibility. That I, they I, say I agree. I agree. That I can see Jordan them. Without Jordan Travis, Georgia with one loss is better, or Washington or Oregon with one loss is better. Like I could see those teams hopping. I would one ag- loss Michigan or Ohio State team that loses that game. I would agree because I think Florida State is. You watch them; they're the worst team out of the top eight. But are they though? Georgia better, Ohio State better, Michigan better, Washington. Uh, we'll talk about them. That what a what a win yeah, going up to that was big. going yes. to Corvallis. Like everybody was expecting Oregon State to 
well, a lot of people were, were expecting them to knock them off. They get a win, Oregon chugging along, Texas, Bama. I would say they're the worst team out of that eight. But if they go undefeated, win the ACC, and that's that's a big F because Louisville, that's a good team. I just can't see how, like, what would be the rationale to leave them out? I know. Uh, the rationale would be the committee thinks that they're unequivocally better, like you just said, which yeah. you clearly seem to think they are, I, or like the other teams are. Yeah, I, I am torn, but if they're 13-0, you have to put them in. I would think so. Regardless, but. Yeah, I think you're inclined to. But we'll find out. Uh, speaking of teams that were 10-0 but are no longer 10-0, rest in peace to the James Madison Dukes. Yes, rest in peace. That was a tough one. App State took down JMU and OT. That was a – did you guys watch any of that game, like I the end not. of that game? I did not. So App State in overtime, it's 23-20. JMU kicked a field goal. App State runs a little crossing route. Guy catches the ball. He goes for the end zone. Stiff arms a couple guys off, spins towards the goal line. As he's trying to spin towards the goal line, the ball comes out and goes out of bounds in the end zone. They call it a touchdown on the field. They said he crossed the line. They review it, call stands, game over. It was really close, like a matter of inches between JMU's undefeated season remaining because it would have been a touchback on that stupid rule about a fumble out of the end zone to touchback or them losing the game and they end up losing at home. Yeah, that's br- I, I had no clue that ended like that. That's brutal. Wow. Now, I think it crossed the plane. I will preface this with I do think it crossed the plane, but that's just a really tough way to lose. Yeah, it's, especially with – so the ball, so they fumbled the ball through the end zone. So it was App State's ball. No, App State scored. Oh, gotcha. But App State, it looked like App State might have fumbled it through the oh, end zone. Oh, and they didn't. Okay. And they ruled that they didn't. And so App State won twenty six twenty three because so, the call stood. So literally a game of inches. Correct. Gotcha. Yes. And JMU was down twenty to twelve with two minutes left. Came back and had a crazy catch for a touchdown. Even crazier catch for a two point conversion. Guy high points the ball and gets a foot down in the back corner to send it to overtime. Game day was at JMU. Harrisonburg was electric and just what was the number there? Like twenty five thousand. It was insane. Game day. I mean, and there are not. I don't know that there are twenty five thousand students at James Madison. Probably not. And uh, Harrisonburg is not that big of a place. Side note: Game day has to go to these these smaller places more often and showcase these smaller colleges because. This is that's a huge moment for James Madison as a university. A lot of other universities that have great seasons deserve that. The the players deserve that. Coaches, the the students. I mean, it's just better for yeah. college football. There are twenty one thousand students enrolled at James Madison. Definitely. So it's definitely more than twenty one. But the thing about the small teams is you do that, and then you still push them down. They didn't show that game. It was on ESPN Plus. Like, if you're going to go to a smaller school and prop up that school, prop up the game. Yeah, I know. Don't make it hard for people to watch the game after you go do that. It just makes all of your statements about them empty. That is, yeah, that's very true. But and at the how, end of the how about day. We start, how about we start letting them play in a bowl game? Right. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA denied it for a final time. So they, they will be in a bowl game. That's the thing that's stupid. Is they will be in a bowl game because there's not going to be enough six and six teams. But they shouldn't be in the bowl game that they deserve. Right. Like there's that a, makes sense. There's a very possible outside chance that Michigan State, especially if <laughs> the way that if Penn State's without Drew Aller, if Michigan State wins that game, they're probably going to go to a bowl game off of academics because that that's the tiebreaker. And it is. And is there a chance we played James Madison in a bowl game? There is a possibility Michigan State could play James Madison. It would be kind of unlikely. 
but it's I, a possibility. That would be the most sicko thing I could ever think of happening, especially uh, after them losing to them in basketball. But I don't think Michigan State take it on. You know what? Against James Madison, I don't think so either. But you know James what? Madison's defense is insane. Why not? Why not? Why not? Matt Merrifield and Zach Slowick are driving back here from Bloomington. I'm sure they would agree. For sure. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we can talk about this Washington win over Oregon State because that was massive. Um, I'll give the quick little obligatory Bo Nix probably locked up the Heisman. He had six touchdowns against not a great Arizona State team. Move that picture away. Nope, don't even put it there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, I need to hop in. Uh, Matt Merrifield heard the word Bo immediately hop back in the chat. He said Bo would have had 12 touchdowns yesterday if Oregon didn't need to keep him healthy for the playoff. He, w- he was on that pace. He had three in the first quarter, so I see what he- you're coming from there. But are you sure that he has it locked up? I think so. You think so? Because I don't think that the conference – I mean, unless they play ter- – he plays terrible and they lose to Oregon State next week. But the co- I believe the Heisman votes are due before the conference championship week. So And so him gotcha. versus Penix won't count again. Yeah, so – I believe. I could I, be mistaken. I was going to say because but... – I was going to say the exact same thing. If they take account the conference championship game, I feel like the winner of that game, that quarterback would win the Heisman. But if the votes are in before then, assuming he doesn't – uh, we'll see what happens with Oregon State. I, it's a really good Oregon State team, though, so who knows. But Yeah, the yeah. deadline for them to be submitted is Monday, December 4th. So actually it is after the uh, the conference championship. So there is still a possibility for that um, to be. It's not locked up yet. Keith. It's not. No. Uh, but it's, it's probably. Who do we think are going to be the four uh, to go to New York? Um, it'll be. Penix and Knicks for mm-hmm. sure, and then Harrison, Harrison for sure, and then Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, that who honestly, Jaden Daniels maybe should be the Heisman. Like, yeah, I know if the we're Heis- talking best player. If there was like an MVP for college football, which I guess the Heisman, yeah, the Heisman, I mean, it is. It kind of is. He is the most like take Jaden Daniels away from that team and all of like the nope, production. Hold on, take uh, Scadaboo off of Arizona State. Scadaboo. And they are. He is the MVP oh. of college football. Let's be honest. Scadaboo is. Yeah, there's another one Merrifield had an opinion on, actually. He uh, said that Brian Kelly is a mouth breather for not pulling Daniels. Hmm. I know, man. Okay. That's his nice. opinion. Yeah, he, wanted, he really wanted me to read that one, Seth. <laughs> he, he said that Understood. in chat. Pretty, well, he texted me, yeah. He oh, he didn't read. even say that one in no, chat. No, he. Well, no, oh. he said that one in chat, then texted me, please read my other comment. <laughs> you <laughs> he really what? wanted that one. <laughs> oh, goodness, Matt. Um, yeah, so keep it going. If anybody else has any comments in Twitch as well, uh, make sure to let us know because we're always up for it. Uh, Jordan Travis's injury sucks. It does. Terrible. It, I mean, it's not fun. I, I hope he, he recovers. Um, would there be a chance he can come back next year, next year for Florida State? Um, I don't know whether he has eligibility or not. Because if he, I I hope he does because if he doesn't ending your college career like that, no, because he, he this was his sixth year of eligibility. God, oh my god! Due so to the COVID year and then transfer stuff. He so, has been around college football for yeah. A while. So yeah, no, he is he's going to be done. That's horrible, poor guy. But uh, you know what? Maybe they can go win a national title for him. Honestly, with Keon Coleman, anything is possible. So we'll see. Yes, sir. 
I think that's pretty much it for our look around. Um, so let's let's go through our top six mm-hmm. from each of us, and then we can talk quickly about the report about the second round of interviews candidates coming out from Michigan State. Um, just a report, not confirmed, but it's fun for talk radio. So yeah, for sure. let's give our top six first. AJ, go ahead. Six to one. Gotcha. Okay. Because I, I did, well, yeah, I, did, I did the reverse last time. Okay. Jack, go ahead. Okay. So I will go with... Actually, let's all give our number six, and then I'll... Mm. I like that. Uh, for Keep six, the suspense. For six, I'm going to put Florida State. Mm, okay. You just can't be down 13-0 to North Alabama. And uh, win 52-13, to 13, but whatever. No. AJ? <laughs> Still, though. Florida State. Florida State at six? Yeah. Wow. Uh, give me Oregon at six. Okay. Actually, Oregon is going to have a chance to hop higher, but give me... Give me Alabama at six. Mm. Okay. That collective mm. mm. Wait, so you would have like them it. above, I'm assuming Texas is not going to be in your Correct. Team. I think they are above Texas. That win, it's not like they just played last week. They yeah. played at the very start of the year. I think Alabama's the better team. Texas did not look good against Iowa State yesterday. They haven't been moving the ball. Texas still has a shot, but I, I think Bama is going to have a chance against Georgia. But I think right now, if I'm looking at the teams and ranking the top six, I'm taking Alabama at six. I, th- I think that's fair, honestly. But Let's go to the five. I will keep it moving. I'm going to go with we'll go with Florida State at five. Okay. Give me Oregon. I, I will go with Oregon as well. Okay. Um, I will take my four as Washington. I agree. Yeah. Washington's my four as well. AJ, who's your three? Ooh. I mean, you got three teams left. Yeah, and right. I think it's really between one of the two because I feel like one of them has kind of I like, would agree has really like shown themselves to be the one. But good old facial expressions from I AJ know, on the Twitch. I'm blanking. I'm torn. I'm gonna put Michigan at three. Yeah, I am as well. Yeah, and then I'll go. I'll go with. Ohio State two, Georgia one. I, I was debating. I was going to initially put Ohio State at three. But... I believe AJ, we have the same top six. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I think that Georgia's clearly separated itself. Yes, By that Georgia sure. Alabama game is going to be a blast. Yes, because I, I think Alabama same. is really one of the only teams that I think can beat Georgia. Yeah, at this point, because they are they're so dominant. I mean, they they just walked in into into Tennessee's place and just. Beat them up. If Oregon State wins next week over Oregon, mm-hmm. and then Oregon beats Washington, there's a very good chance we're going to look at a Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan playoff. That would, I'm sure the NCAA there would love only that. A couple, there are only a couple of upsets away. If Oregon loses to Oregon State but beats Washington, yeah, because then if it would Texas be a, loses, yeah. and if Louisville beats Florida State, yeah. That's really all. Yeah, that's no, and they would a hundred percent. Alabama would have to beat Georgia. Yes, but Georgia's good enough that I think they would be in regardless. So. Right. If Alabama beats Georgia, I think both those teams are in. I, you know what? I, I'm sure that's what they're rooting for. As a, as it's not what I'm rooting for. N- n- not me at all. But Same. like, they care about ratings. Those games are especially that Ohio State Michigan playoff game. That might be that rating is going to be ridiculously high. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't know that they would do that. I think they would jump uh and mix it up mm-hmm. and go 
Bama versus Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia again, or something like that, or mm-hmm. maybe Ohio State, Bama, and Michigan, Georgia. It kind of gives some sort of mix-up, but we'll see. All right, let's talk about these coaching candidates. Um, this is the report from— This is all speculation. Correct. But everything is speculation on these coaching candidates. That's true. So let's talk about them. Um, Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, Jed Fish from Arizona, Jason Candle from Toledo, and Mike Elko from Duke, all rumored to be uh, advancing onto a second round of interviews. Thoughts? I like the I like the group. I really do. I do too. I like the group. I've been big on Elko from the start, um, so it's good to see him in the mix. But I think I, that, I like the rest of the group too. Yeah, yeah. I think that. <clears throat> Candle's probably my number four. For sure. That. If we had to rank them, I think we would all but agree with that, yeah. outside of Lance Leipold, who I would like to see in there for Michigan State, besides that, I think those next three might be your best three candidates. For sure. So I saw a lot of complaining about that list, but I'm not too upset with it. It's, People it's, are just kind of whine. They'll complain point. about anything. Yes. Well, because raise the flag, right? Like, there's been there's a huge group that wants Urban. It's not going to happen. We all know who most people want here and it's just i know i know he's, he's gonna win happen. but not he's not coming it, it won't be good for the university at all sure we would win but anyways um yeah even jed fish who's a guy that nobody really was was talking about that arizona team legitimately i think they're a top 10 team in the country like they are i think that's a little high but i top do think they're good yeah, they are going to be in the top 15 also how different would the pac-12 landscape be right now if Arizona had converted that two-point conversion against USC. Because they would be right in the thick of things and have a chance to play themselves into the Pac-12 championship game. Because I believe they didn't play Oregon, right? uh, And so I think their only loss outside of USC in the Pac-12 is Washington mm, by seven. Yep. And so you could have that be a situation where I don't know the tiebreakers and the in-depth tiebreakers of that, but there's a real possibility if they convert that two-point conversion that we could be looking at Arizona-Washington next week and have a one-loss Oregon team that got left out of the title game in their own conference. And if that were to happen, I think Arizona has a real shot to beat Washington. Send Arizona to the playoff. I was going to say, if if they didn't lose to uh, to Michigan State, uh, Mississippi State, sorry, Yeah. uh, and they convert that two-point conversion, they're looking at a possible playoff team, which is crazy. Yeah, no. Uh, shout out Jed Fish in Arizona. Yes, They've been really sure. good. Also, one last thing I forgot to mention in the look around. I have to give Matt his congratulations about his Auburn lock that he had at the start of the year because it looked like it wasn't going to hit, and New Mexico State beat the brakes off of Auburn yesterday. There you go, kid. Uh, Let's go. That'll make up for your Duke lock that you had that uh, they just lost to Virginia yesterday. So... Yikes. I mean, they did. They don't have Riley Leonard right now. That's true. Which is a big deal. But uh, you go one for two on locks. Um, they're not really locks at that point. But you know, I have they a question. Were. Yeah. If Mike Elko comes to Michigan State, does Riley Leonard come with him? I don't know. I am I'm curious about that. If Jonathan Smith comes, does DJU I was. I was going to ask. Like, we, we could do that with all the f- four quarterbacks that are w- with the With the exception of the uh, Toledo. Toledo quarterback, yeah. I think. But um, that'd be an interesting situation with Jed Fish, too. Yeah, because that uh, Arizona's quarterback, his name is escaping me at this point. He's been good. He has uh, been really good. Arizona has been sneaky, 
Fish built that crew up. He's got Michigan ties, actually. I believe he was at the University of Michigan for a little bit. I yeah, um, And so he understands the Midwest. For sure. Um, you don't usually see Michigan State hiring guys that were at U of M but, or vice versa. But it's, it's an interesting spot. And they, have, sure. uh, they definitely have a chance to do something. And Mel Fafita, who's been really good, as that quarterback for them, he's a redshirt freshman. So he's so, so he's young. He's got a lot of college football ahead of him. He yeah. does. And so if Jed Fish makes his way to East Lansing. Fafita could be following him along. That he could. And that would be interesting for Kaiten Hauser. Yes. But the, I think the, this in general is going to be an interesting The whole quarterback situation. for situation for MSU next year, especially with the coaching, it's, it's all, all up the, in the air. Yes, yes. Like I think there's a chance that all three, all three uh, quarterbacks that have played, um, actually four because show show hard, but uh, not him. Uh, they have a chance. To Dewitt leave. legend. Yes, for yeah, Dewitt legend. I think they all. I I could see them all possibly leaving, like in the transfer portal. So, who knows what the quarterbacks, who the quarterback is going to be for that team next year? We'll have to wait and find out. Joe, does any more comments before we get to the uh, before we get to a break? Uh, no, not really anything that would be brought up on the show right now. All right, love it. Well, thanks, guys. We're going to step aside, be back with Michigan State basketball and a college basketball look around on the other side of the break. This is the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Impact 89 FM studios. Zach Sardetic, AJ Evans, Jack David, and Joe Dez over on the mic. We're on Twitch as well, Twitch TV, twitch.tv backslash Impact 89 FM. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We love to see all the comments. Shout out EDK1234. Getting all sorts of comments in. He's got Georgia, Ohio State, Washington, and Florida State as his top four. I like that top four, EDK. No Michigan. No love yeah, down the road. I don't agree with that. But you know what? Uh, that, was a, uh, that was a rough game for them yesterday, so maybe I could see the, the rationale there. Fair enough. I mean, they're going to find out against Ohio State. Yes. Well, let's get into the basketball side of things. MSU 1-1 this week. Uh, Champions Classic at Chicago. Ugly game against Duke, uh, to be fair, for both sides. Not a pretty one. But the Spartans looked good against Butler, and that looked like the team that could do some damage because Butler's a solid team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Um, the Duke game was really ugly for both sides. You could tell at the start of the game both teams were trying to feel each other out um they were really aggressive they, you know neither side just knocked down shots especially to start off and i also think too that the energy wasn't as um intense as maybe the second half of that game was and then also the kansas yeah kentucky game like that game was electrifying to be in so oh yeah um i think that might have been a part of it like i think both teams were just kind of trying to wake up at the same time but it was a good game, um, and the Butler game was certainly. I think the the Butler game showed, uh, you know, glimpses of what this team could be, and we saw things start to come together. And you know, I, I feel like I've been saying it since the start of the season, but I think we just got another indication that AJ Hogard is going to be the straw that stirs the drink and the engine that drives this team this season. They're going to go as far as he can take them. Yeah, they really are, and he figured some things out in that second half against Butler. I talked to him after the game and. He said he really felt like he got that rhythm going. And I asked him straight up, I said, when you are at your best, describe that to me. And he said he thinks that this team is unstoppable when he's at his best. He said he's getting everyone else involved. 
their getting going, and his aggressiveness drives all of that. And he doesn't think that there's a team in the country that can beat them when he's playing at his best. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think, you know, when AJ's getting downhill, getting into the paint, making plays, this team is as good as anybody in the country because of, of the weapons around him. And, you know, when you have three really high-level guards who are all willing to carry their weight and, you know, a floor general who's as good as Hogard has been at times, you're always in great shape no matter who you're playing up against. Yeah, I, I 100%, 100% agree. Uh, we were talking about this before the show. The, the big thing with Hogard is uh, I think it's a lot of the mental thing. Like the mental thing is is he, like, is he locked in to the game? Because if he is and he's going downhill and attacking the basket like he can, like he has the talent to do very successfully, uh, I agree with him saying that when he's playing like that, this MS2 team is really going to be hard to beat. And I want to say, too, you know, I don't think – I think the aggression was a problem at the start of the season, but also too, and Zach, we've seen this, AJ has, has gotten into the lane a lot and he has not gotten a lot of calls to start this season. He's no. There have been a lot of contact field drives where he's hit the deck and, you know, hasn't flopped or anything, but he just hasn't gotten a call. And, you know, we've seen him get frustrated multiple times and go back down the floor and try to be physical with other guards and then pick up fouls. So that has to be discouraging for a guy who just lives off of getting into the paint. Um, but... Yeah, no, things clicked, and they, I think they'll continue to click, but he's going to have to be aggressive night in and night out. That's what this team needs from him at this point. I 100% agree. He's, he's really uh, one of the X factors for MSU. Speaking of a guy that, AJ, we talked about it a little bit on Friday night, and Tom Izzo mentioned it on Thursday, but people aren't talking enough. You can tell everything is, I don't even like saying this because you, we normally use it with, you know, freshmen like sophomores but you can tell the game is just slowing down for him and you know he's playing at a different speed he's playing at his pace you know and I think that's one of the first true signs of a pro you look at some of the best guards around the league you know guys like Chris Paul Damian Lillard all those guys play at their own speed you cannot speed them up you can't slow them down they change pace whenever they want to and they get to their spots and that's exactly how Walker looks right now somebody mentioned and asked Walker after the game whether it was an emphasis early in the game for him to score because he had some points early and he said no they just weren't guarding me as aggressive as other teams so I got buckets yeah I mean and he's he's just a natural scorer like he's gonna just find ways to put the ball in the hoop it, it may not be um a highlight reel player or whatever he might get to the free throw line he might you know it might be on fast break points where he leaks out but he's he's gonna score regardless of whatever happens and this is extremely early in the season but he is having the type of season as a senior that if you get some postseason success mm, yes you can have a two up in the rafters that's how good he has been offensively like i said four games into the season you got to have postseason success. You got to have consistency throughout. But that's how good of a scorer he's been right now. Yeah, I mean, and if he can continue this, like you, you have to at least consider it because since he's been here, time and time again, that guy has has delivered for this team when they have needed him most. And if he can do it again throughout the course of this season, like we said, a deep postseason run in March, you have to consider it. I think you definitely do. He's going to have the stages to do it, and uh, how prolific of a scorer he is, he's going to have the opportunity to really, yeah, cement himself as an MSU legend and maybe get his name up in there after. Well, a big piece. We talked about a spark that this team needed. We mentioned it with Hogard getting going, but Carson Cooper into the starting lineup might have been that spark. Yeah. 
Yeah. Really was. Butler had, they had no answer for him in the paint. No, and this team looks different when he's in the game. You know, I think Sissoko, they're just different looks, I think, that this team gets when Sissoko's in the game. And, you know, I still am really high on Sissoko, and I think he's going to be another one of the guys that's going to be an X factor for this team at points. But, you know, Cooper is just, he's just a spark plug. Mm -hmm. And, um, Normally, those guys are best coming off of the bench, but I think he's the kind of guy where his game has is, is come along so well and he's um, starting to really grow into his role where you, you can put him in the starting lineup and, and he could thrive. And I think we saw that against Butler. I think he knows his role. He knows he's going to rebound. He's going to block shots. and He's going to have to be really good defensively. Offensively, he still has some work to do. You know, things are still a work in progress. But at this point, though, you don't really need um, him to be big time on offense right now. You don't because you have such good guard play and – and you also have a good interior presence in, in Malik Hall on offense as well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And let's talk about Malik Hall because he's been really good over the last two games. Yes. He has found himself. He's a floor general at that four position for Michigan State. He really directs a lot of the traffic. They get him the ball on the wing, and they get him the ball in the post. He is moving people around. He's setting up their offense. When he is playing well, this team just has another level to it. Yeah, we saw how different this team looked when he got into foul trouble against Duke. Yeah. And it was not pretty. Um, but, no, w- when he's rolling, that he's another guy that just adds another dimension to this team. Um, you know, Malik, I-, I already said this about Tyson, but, you know, he just reminds me of another guy that's just, you know, he's he's growing into being like a pro. You know, his, his turnaround jumper, he gets to his spots. Um, he loves jumpers along the baseline. You know, he's a really good mid-range shooter. Um, gets into the paint, you know, initiates the offense a little bit when he can. Like you said, he's a floor general. He's always directing guys around. It's It's been really nice to see him, you know, just progress throughout the course of his career. And, and we both talked with him. He said, you know, he's not as athletic as he used to be, but he is as savvy of a forward, I think, as there is in the country right now. I couldn't have said it better myself. He's the, These last two games, especially that Duke game, uh, he was one of the best players for MSU. Going forward, he's going to have to continue to keep that up. The Spartans have Alcorn State tonight at 6 o'clock. You can catch that game here on WDBM. And with AJ and I, the Impact His Own pregame show will start at 5.45 p.m. from the Breslin Center. Then the Spartans head to Palm Springs. They take on Arizona. It's part of the Acrisure Classic or Acrisure Invitational, Mm -hmm. one of the two. But that's going to be a huge game against a good Arizona team. Yeah, huge. Um this is good for MSU because, you know, that game against Duke, you had your first real test of the year. I think the first real test of the year was Tennessee. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, obviously that was a, a, a heartbreaker, but. They I played th- really well against them. So. They did. They played really well. And you play against Duke, not as impressive, but at the same time, Michigan State held on for a while. Once again, we saw, you know, promising signs, especially with, you know, Malik Hall. And, um. And now you get another test against Arizona. And the good thing is about all these games, it doesn't mean very much in the grand scheme of things, but you get to see where you are at this point, what you need to work on, and how you rank up against one of the best teams in the country. And Arizona is a similar team to MSU, just based on the fact that they have three really, really good guards. And they get after it. They're everywhere. They're on defense. They make shots. They get into the paint. They rebound. MSU is going to have its work cut out for them. Yeah, these teams match up really well against each other. It should be a fun one on Thanksgiving. You can hear that on WDBM as well uh, with myself and Oscar Henderson. 
not making the trip to Palm Springs. We'll be here in East Lansing, but we're still going to give you that call on 88.9 FM in the Lansing, East Lansing area or anywhere around the world on our website, impacta9fm.org or in the app as well. But let's transition to around the country because I want to do this with you guys, at least for these couple of big tournaments. I've got the brackets up. Let's pick some non-conference tournament winners. All right. Okay. We talked about Maui, so I'll give you guys the bracket. Um, and that Syracuse and Tennessee starts it off. I'm mm-hmm. gonna drop the, I'm gonna drop the bracket, uh, the website I'm using for these brackets on the dock, so you guys can get to it and take a look at it as well. But Syracuse, Tennessee, Gonzaga, Purdue, Shamanad, Kansas, and Marquette, UCLA. Give me a winner and give me a finalist. And then I'll jump around. There's a drop-down menu on this website, and I'll jump, jump around to a couple other tournaments. But where are we going? Kansas looked really good, man. They were... Oof. I'm going to say winner, Kansas, runner-up, Tennessee. Okay. So no Purdue. I think I no. think Tennessee will knock off Purdue. I think that game has a chance to be... Purdue-Gonzaga is going to be a blast tomorrow. Too, I think yes. that's like a 2 yes. thir- or a. Four o'clock game, four thirty game, something like that. Something like that. Might be five. Yeah, it might be five. I think it's two thirty and then five. Um. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Give me Kansas. They, they. I was really impressed with them. I was impressed with Kentucky too. We didn't talk yeah. about that. Yes. But both of those teams looked really good. It'll be exciting to watch them. But give me Kansas and uh, yeah, and Tennessee as a runner up. I like that. I'm gonna go Tennessee and Kansas as a runner up. Yes. All right. I think Tennessee is very good. I like their guard yes. play. I like where they're at. I think they I think they make a statement and win the Maui. All right, let's jump to the battle for Atlantis. This is an interesting tournament. You've got North Carolina, Northern Iowa, Villanova, Texas Tech, Michigan, Memphis, and Arkansas, Stanford. Mm. Mm. I'll go first here. I was going to pick Michigan over North Carolina. After what I saw against Long Beach, though, I'm going to take Arkansas over North Carolina. I think Michigan still gets by Memphis. I think Michigan gives Arkansas a game, but I'm going to take Arkansas over UNC in the final. Arkansas over UNC. Mm-hmm. You I know, think, oh, go. Sorry. I, I think, I think Michigan beats them, but I think Memphis gives Michigan a run for its money. I was almost going to say, I, I'm, I'm thinking about almost taking Memphis over Michigan. Yeah, I'm tempted really. to. That, that's it's a possible. that's a good Memphis squad. And I could see a world where Memphis makes a run and wins it. I don't think I'm going to be crazy enough to say to make that prediction. Um, I think I think I'd have to agree with the uh, UNC Arkansas, but give me Arkansas over UNC. Okay, I agree as well. Give me, but give me UNC. UNC over Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, let's jump to one that starts today. The Empire Classic. Just four teams in it, but some. Good matchups. Well, three good teams, and then Louisville. Um, yikes for the Cardinals. Yeah. But UConn what and Indiana is the the headliner. That's the semifinal today. And then Louisville-Texas. So Texas is in the final. But who do you got between UConn and Indiana, and who wins in the championship of that tournament? I'm going to say UConn. Um, I really like that matchup. I think that's another one of those games. It's a good test for both programs. But give me UConn. I have okay. to agree. Yeah, I, I'll take UConn over Texas, um, but I like Texas' team. Max A. Smith is still a dog. Uh, people oh, yeah. might have forgot from has, has always been ten million years ago when they beat Utah St- or Ohio State. At least mm-hmm. it feels like that. But still a dog, and now he's at Texas. Um, I think they give him a run for their money, but I'm going to take UConn in that one. 
In terms of other big tournaments, there's not a ton. The NIT season tip-off has Baylor, Florida, Pitt, and Oregon State. Baylor, Florida. But Baylor and Florida are the best two teams there. I feel like Baylor would just kind of run but through But I think that. Baylor's probably yeah. going to. Oregon State just got blown out by Nebraska. Um, mm. Rough. That's not a great uh, look. Yikes. Great look. And they're really there's a lot of decent mid-major games, but we don't need to pick all those. I will say as an update, um, down in the Cayman Islands Classic, uh, Rocket Watts has got 14 in the first half for Oakland. Hey. They're down just by one point. Uh, Drake hit a buzzer beater to send it to the break, uh, 37-36. But Greg Campy's squad, led by former Spartan Rocket Watts, trying to get it done. He had averaged three points a game so far in the season, only played five minutes in their game against Illinois, did not score, played 19 in their season opening loss to Ohio State, did not score. Then had 10 points in 26 minutes against uh, Bowling Green and now has 14 in the first half against Drake. It's really unfortunate that, you know, things never really clicked for him at, at any stop. Um, yeah. He's such a, a, a big-time scorer, you know, and he's a guy, you know, coming out of high school, super athletic, you know, picture-perfect jump shot. Yeah. Obviously, was really streaky, but he, is. He, just, he just looked like a guy who would develop into a star. To be honest with you, and um, you know he's still been a really good college player. It's just, but the the inconsistency just has never gone away. Yeah, it's it's been tough, but he can he can still fill it up. Yeah. He had some big games in East Lansing before he left. All right, we've got some more time for college basketball. So quickly, let's go through. We've had a couple weeks now. It's tough to make these predictions before the season, but now we've had a couple of weeks. Let's go through the Big Six conferences. Mm-hmm. Give me your conference winner. We'll start with. Let's not start with the Big Ten. Let's start with the Big East. That might be the toughest conference to pick. I've got a pick that I think might be a little underrated, but Jack, we'll start with you. Let me pull up the conference right here. We're starting with the uh, the, the Big, Big East. East. Yes. Yeah, that is really tough because you got Creighton, Marquette, UConn, Villanova. I think that's the top four. Yeah, and Xavier, sure. I think it's the Xavier top five. As well. but. Uh, sneaky St. John's? No. <laughs> no, not I'm Sneaky St. John's. Uh, not yet, at least. Uh, I think, give me uh, UConn. I'll take UConn. It's tough, AJ. It is. I'm seeing your facial expressions. Give me, I I really like UConn, but give me Marquette. I love that we're all picking different teams. Give me Creighton. Those guys score. Yeah. They get buckets again (laughs) and again and again. They're going to drop 100 on everybody they play. That's just an insane team. Kalkbrenner might win the... uh, the wooden this year, honestly, right? Like for the best player. Maybe it's just tough for a player at Creighton to win the wooden because of the hype. Um, I think it. I think it's more likely going to be Edie or Hunter Dickinson. That's what I was. Yeah. But oh, Creighton's just ridiculous. It should, uh, it should be Tyson Walker. Yes. Long way to go before we get to that. <laughs> All right, keeping it in the big. Let's go to the Big Twelve. Very interesting race at the top of the Big Twelve. AJ, are you gonna are you gonna take your boys? Yeah, you know it. You know, Houston. Houston, I think. They're legit, man. Shout out LJ Cryer. Shout out LJ Cryer, man. Still killing it. I have to go with Kansas. I I think Houston definitely is going to give them a run for their money, but Kansas is just the best team in the country right now. So it's hard for, me not, hard for me not to pick them. Kansas looks so good. I like Houston as well. And my reasoning is not that Houston is better than Kansas but that Houston is going to be less prone to an off night than Kansas because Houston's key is their defense. 
Kansas's key is their shooting and their rebounding. Somewhat their defense, but they're shooting and their rebounding. And so if Houston has an off shooting night, they're still going to be able to win those games because they're just so smothering defensively. I think Houston, too, will defend Dickinson really well. And one thing that we they did, blitz him. Oh yeah, but that's and but one thing we saw like with Kansas that did concern me as good as they looked was I felt like when they got into trouble several times they just threw the ball down to him and he took care of the rest. You're not gonna be able to do that against Houston. Not at all. There's a couple other teams that are looking decent so far in the Big Twelve. Actually, the Baylor, majority of the Big Twelve is Texas. undefeated at this point. Only four Big Twelve teams have a loss. Yeah, but craziness. Um, I mean they're not playing anybody anybody yet, right but now, but still. BYU. Sneaky team. Sneaky BYU team. Yeah. They're not going to win the conference, no. but they could Imagine. be a tournament team. That would be insane. Bro. You know what? Why not? Because why not? they're not, not? going to be. Why not? I, don't, I Man, guess I don't uh, know. No, they won't. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go ACC. We don't want to stay in the bigs? I don't want to go to Big Ten yet. I want to okay. go that last. That's all right. Unless you want to go Big Sky. But, um, <laughs> you want to talk about the Big hey, Sky? Uh, we could go Damian Big Sky. Lillard. Big Sky or Big West or Big South. Uh, shout out Weber State. They just beat St. Mary's, the fighting Damian Lillards. Um, the only reason why Damian Lillard even considered going to the Jazz, supposedly, <laughs> was Weber State. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Is Weber State in Utah? This is a dumb statement for me. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he I loved, did not know that. He loves Utah. Loved it out there. Had a great experience. So fair enough. Also, shout out, uh, shout out the Big South and the Big West. Um, while we're talking about the bigs, UC Irvine just beat uh, USC. Presbyterian five and one. Let's they are in the Big South. Let's go, hey. Blue Hose. Yeah, the team that uh, had the coach that ever punts for a little bit in football. Yeah, <laughs> um, Longwood Lancers out in the Big South. We can get a lot of bigs going here, but yeah, anyways, can. let's go to the ACC. This is an interesting conference. There's a lot of talent up and down this conference. Miami, the defending champs in the regular season. You've got Duke, obviously. You've got a UNC team that looks rejuvenated. I like Duke. I do, too. I like Syracuse, too, this year, too. Really? Do you a mince believer? Yeah, I am. I am. I love good guards, so sometimes I, I like, put Does, too much uh, faith in them. Uh, do you think they have a chance against Tennessee? Because that's the game in Maui on uh, tomorrow. Uh, Tennessee might be one of the at, best teams. At they this, are one of the best teams in the country. So. Yeah, at this point, I, I think that's one of those matchups. It might be a little too early for them. Um, Wait, like, if they play that game maybe in February, possibly, yeah, but. but yeah, not, I mean, we'll I see. I so, no. But New I like era Duke. for Syracuse, too. No yeah. more Bayheim. Mm-hmm. I like Duke, though, out of this conference. They're, they're big time, man. They are, and that loss to Arizona, I think, is going to be a blip for them. Yeah. Um, they're so talented. They look Caleb, right. Caleb Foster's legit, and that's the yeah. thing that, like, going back to the Michigan State game, like, people were like, "Oh, Caleb Foster at 18. Caleb Foster barely played against Arizona. Caleb Foster was McDonald's All American and the best shooter in the class. If you're gonna help off somebody, I get it's a freshman in a big moment. You gotta think maybe the lights are too bright. You don't usually help off the best shooter in the country in terms of his class coming in." He's going to knock down shots. Well balanced from top to bottom. 
I'm I'm gonna go with UNC uh, for this. Really? Okay. Yeah, because addition I, by subtraction. Uh, yeah, almost. But I think a, a big thing for these teams. Uh, not saying Duke doesn't have this, but to have that really good guard and that really good big, and they got that with R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott. I like Elliot Cadeau a lot. Uh, so yeah, give me give me UNC. Yeah, I love the Roach and Proctor and Filipowski group though. That oh, Filipowski's yeah. so it, good. It was hard to pick against them, but I, I think I think hey, UNC will stick to it, man. I think Proctor's gonna be a star too, if he gets in the right situation in the league. Yeah, he's he is. Oh, I thought you were talking about like. College, you mean in he like, will be he... in college. Oh, he is right now. He is already. But I, in the league, you think he's going to be a star? I think the league will be big time. Gotcha. I, I don't hate that. I, I all right. Let's go SEC. Can anybody catch that tandem of Kentucky and Tennessee? One, which one wins it? Two, is there anybody else that you think is there? Because the SEC is deep this year. Yeah, you got compared to past years. A and M's good. Arkansas's good. Bama's good. A and M's gonna be sneaky, man. You already know I'm a you know big fan of Wade Taylor. He's he's huge for them. Um, Julius Marble down low. Yes, Marble's obviously still down there. Shout out. I really like uh, Kentucky though. I think, man, I think Kentucky's gonna run teams out of the gym this year with as as fast as they played. Like, and that's good because you, know, you were telling me a line that somebody wrote in the Athletic. Yes. Uh, say that again. They said. Um, Coach Cal is going through a midlife crisis, and this team is his new sports car, which is why they're playing at this breakneck pace. What a line. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. They're electric. But uh, they're I, so much fun. No yeah, wonder. And their, their offense has looked so slow and, frankly, bad over these last couple of years. It's It's yeah. been hard to watch at times. So ne- to now see this. Yeah. Like... It's, it's good. He's just letting these guys go. He's just putting them in ball screens. And obviously, you know, they're still running actions and stuff, but they're playing with pace, which is what you need for this era. It, those guards are too good to be playing slow. So I, I like it. And I think once these freshmen figure it out and figure out how to finish games, they're going to be dangerous. So give me Kentucky. All right. I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. I'm I have to agree with Tennessee, yeah. Uh, but I do really like this Kentucky team. And AM Sneaky and Must Bus is back with Arkansas. Um, who did they lose to? Who? Oh, they just lost to UNC Greensboro this yes, week. Yes, they did. Ooh, I and forgot that, about that. Arkansas did. In a in a bye game. When was lost. that? Uh, that was, was it Friday? I think it was Friday. Uh, yeah, because right. Arkansas lost and Michigan lost, um, and they are probably going to play in the second round of the battle for Atlantis. I still believe in Arkansas, though. I think Musselman will get it figured out. Uh, but I think Tennessee is the best team in this conference. Yeah. I agree. Let's Dal- move it. Dalton oh, Necht, real quick. Dalton Necht. Connect is filthy. Connect, sorry. Uh, wow. He is... Disgusting. Capital S stud. Yeah. Uh, Northern Colorado legend. Once again, shout out Big Sky. Yes. Uh, but let's move to the Pac-12. Um, can anybody hang with Arizona? That's no. the question. No. I, I would love to give you a dark horse or somebody. I'll give you a dark horse. Well, let me pull it up. I could probably give you one, but I, uh, you're, you'll, to answer your question, are no. you going to say you'll the look at this? No, you'll look at the standings, AJ, and you'll immediately see a dark horse. Look towards the bottom of the standings because they have a non-conference loss. USC. USC. And UCLA. USC's good. You but know, USC's like, really good. Yeah. yeah. And so and they brought a bunch of guys back. Yeah, they brought pretty much – they lost Drew Peterson, but they brought pretty much everybody else back. They brought Boogie Ellis back. They got Bronny James and Isaiah Collier. The only 
like they lost to UC Irvine, yes, but they lost to UC Irvine without Boogie Ellis. Mm-hmm. USC is gonna be just fine. Just I fine. agree. And UCLA is pretty good too. UCLA is pretty good, and they have um, their big man. His name slips in my mind. I think it's Adam Bona, but it's a a freshman. Mara. Oh, the freshman one. Yeah, yeah, Mara. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I don't know. Ade Mara, I think. Um, okay. Adam Mara, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's gonna be a lottery pick this year if he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, mess it up. Um, UCLA is gonna be pretty good too. But yeah, I like I like USC. They're they're definitely a dark horse. Yeah. I was impressed with them when MSU played them. They they put up a good fight. They got a yeah. nice team. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. We're gonna get more in depth here with the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I want a conference winner. I want where Michigan State finishes, and I want your dark horse to win it, and your dark horse to compete the team you think is going to be better than people expect. Jack, let's start with you with conference winner. I have to go with Purdue, right? I mean, it's hard to not pick them. Zach Eady, they they have they have a lot of good players over there. They're playing great ball. I mean, they've none of the teams they've played have that those games have really been close. I mean, that Xavier game was a twelve point game, but that wasn't close by any means. So yeah, I'll have to go with Purdue. I will reluctantly go with Purdue. Um, it's a good way to put it, reluctantly. Yeah, I, I'll go with that. My thing is, I, I do think Purdue's just beatable, like especially when you get to tournament time. But we can talk about that later. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Purdue. I, I'm gonna pick Purdue as well because I think they're gonna be the most consistent team in the Big Ten. Yes. Uh, I think the Big Ten is better than people are realizing and mm-hmm. will be showing that as it goes on. But uh, yeah, I think they're gonna be the most consistent team. Let's go to, uh, where does Michigan State finish? I think they finish second. I was about to say second. You I was going to say second I, or third. Yeah, yeah, third at the I still worst. think they're in that top tier with Purdue, and I think there is a break between that tier and the next tier. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a pretty decent gap. Yeah. Uh, who is your dark horse to win the Big Ten, though? So this has to be a team you think has championship, Big Ten championship ceiling. Michigan, they do. I mean, Doug's been playing great. They have they got Kamwa. Uh, Olivia Kamwa is a dog. Yes. Yes. Uh, I've, I mean, I I almost want uh, Phil Martelli just to be the coach for the rest of the year. I know Jawan's going to come back soon enough. I hope he obviously gets better. But yeah, this Michigan team is playing so much better than really a lot of people th- thought. Most people thought there were some people that thought they could be pretty good, but um. Sorry, there's the this Wyoming Furman game is absolutely electric city, um, but yeah, I think Michigan's the dark horse. Yeah, you know, Michigan's been really impressive to start off this season. Um, I, I there are two teams I think I'd say, uh, we talked about them. They've really stumbled out of the gate, Zach. But I mean, I still, I still am somewhat high on Maryland. I'm not will, ready to you know part with them just yet um still very early on in the season the results have not been promising so far but I, I still like them and uh I also like Indiana I think Indiana's a, a good dark horse team here they haven't really played anybody but I, I like what I've seen from them so far and I think Indiana's style especially last year you know we talked about Kentucky playing slow Indiana played really slow last year but they do it methodically and they they do it well um they really dominate within the half court. They eat a lot of the clock, and they get good possessions. So I, I, I like Indiana. 
Yeah, I'm excited to kind of see where they are at. Yeah. And what they kind of end up with. My dark horse is going to be Illinois. They're talented. They're really talented. I thought about saying that, but at this point, is, would that would, would they be a dark horse? Because I feel like they're the third team in the Big Ten. I do, but at the same time, they are the team that, like when I'm looking at this, I say them as a dark horse because I do think there's such a big gap between 1-2 and everybody else. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And so they're my dark horse to win it. In terms of my dark horse to compete, though, I have one that I think is really clear. Um, I think there's two, actually. One is Michigan. Um, but at this point, I don't think that they were my dark horse to compete at the start of the year because people had them 12th. But now I don't think they're considered a dark horse to compete in the Big Ten. People are on the people are right. on Michigan now. So yeah. I have another team, but I'll let you guys go first. Dark horse to compete. To compete. To compete. So middle of the Big Ten slash make the NCAA tournament. I mean, out of the teams that I just mentioned, like. I think all the teams you just mentioned are already there, though. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, bottom half of the Big Ten in terms okay. of projection. Um, That's a tough one. That is tough. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Wisconsin? Like, I, yeah, Maybe, yeah. I, I like Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. I, like, that's... That's not my pick, but I do I'll like throw them. out there. Um, yeah. I haven't seen too much of Iowa, so I have, I have no idea. I mean, what, they're going to be Iowa. They're going to score. Right. Jack? I think I would have to agree with with that Wisconsin that that Wisconsin pick. I, I like some of their players. Really, I like uh, Chucky Hepburn. Um, so yeah, I'll take them too. Give me Nebraska. I was give I, me I, that's why I thought, that's why I thought you were going to say yeah. I love that squad. Fred Hoiberg's got a good team out there. They're going to be fun. I'm I'm really excited to see what they can do. Totally fair. All right. That'll do it for us on this college basketball look around. We'll step aside. Next week, we'll have all sorts of non-conference tournaments to break down, but that'll do it for college basketball today. On the other side of the break, NFL talk. Look at some storylines, then get back into the pick'em on the Green and White Report. WDBM East Lansing, time to look at some NFL looks between storylines mm -hmm. from the last couple of weeks. And Jack, since you're the NFL correspondent, yes. I'll let you lead the way here on these storylines. I'm going to get this pick'em ready. Gotcha. So we'll start with the year of the injury at quarterback. All these damn quarterbacks are getting injured in the NFL right now. Uh, and the big one with the AFC North uh, taking a huge loss, in at least quarterback-wise, both Deshaun Watson and Joe, Joe Burrow, both out for the year. I will mention those are the next two teams the Steelers play. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, it really seems like all these quarterbacks are getting injured right now. Um, yeah, you guys – it sucks. About that? Yeah, yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. You know, this is a, a quarterback's league, so you know, see both of those guys out for the yeah. season is very detrimental. For sure. It, and uh in replace of uh Deshaun Watson, it looks like it will be Dorian Thompson Robinson today instead of PJ Walker. So we'll see how that goes. I, I like that move I for like Cleveland. It. I like the move for Cleveland. Because uh, with P.J. Walker, you know what P.J. Walker is going to be. You know what you're getting with him. DTR still kind of definitely raw. Uh, he, he could, he's got the tools for sure to be something pretty nice. So we'll see how that goes for them. Continuing things on. I mean, the Lions looked good yesterday or last week. AJ. Oh yeah, it looked very good. Um, that was an exciting game, you know. But they continue to just churn along and. 
this is just a, a, a really good football team. Like, at this point, there's not much else that can be said. You know, people have been uh, – I have talked with you guys about it. People have complained about Jameer Gibbs not getting enough touches or not being um, worked into the offense as much. Well, you can't really say That's that That's not a thing anymore. Can't say that anymore. Um, he's looked really good. You know, he's made the most of his time. Sam Laporta looks really good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just like what I'm seeing, and I'm calling it now. You know, they're going to win on Thanksgiving. and. I For be, sure, I would be very, very I would, happy. I would hope they win on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yes. they're playing Green Bay. Yes, you are getting Justin Fields. It's not going to be Tyson Bajan today. I don't think that's going to change anything. But yeah, they lost last. Who did they play last year? Was it the Bills? Yeah. Was that last year? That sounds about last year. That, you guys yes, almost because they almost won. Yes, yes and that broke my heart. That was you know crazy. That was a crazy game. I think it came down to a field goal. If I, I believe I it was correctly. a field goal, and I remember that that crazy pass to uh, Stephon Diggs. To put yeah. them into field goal yes. range, like yes, you guys almost had them there. But even in, in that game, uh, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, "Dan Campbell's got this team. This is one of the best spots this team is." Even after a loss, like mm-hmm. they are looking pretty heading into the future. And now they're seven and two. They were practically a coin, a coin toss away from being eight and one. Right. Yep. So, yeah, th- they're one of the best teams in the league for sure. That they are. The Bills? Hello? The Bills are falling apart. That Super Bowl window, shut. It's done. Stephon Diggs might be out of town. Josh Allen, is he a fraud? Maybe. I don't know. He keeps throwing interceptions. Stop throwing interceptions, then I won't say that. Ken Dorsey, out of town. uh, Sean McDermott's on the hot seat. Uh, The sky is falling in Buffalo. With a new stadium on the way, right? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's that's their Band-Aid for all of this. If I was a Buffalo fan, not a band-aid to their pockets. Yeah, that's true. Um, if I was a Buffalo fan, I I don't know what I would think at this point. They're we'll get into the pick 'em later. They're seven point favorites against the Jets, the J E T Jet Jet Jets. Jet 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 Jet. I don't I don't I don't I'm not even sure they're gonna win today. I like I think I'm kind of maybe going a little crazy with these Bills team, especially with Colin Josh Allen a fraud. Josh Allen is great, but I don't know. What they got to do is they got to go get... Josh Allen is good. Yeah. Is Josh Allen great? No. I mean, if he just can figure out to not stop throwing interceptions, but what what season is this for Josh Allen now? Five, six? Something like that, yeah. Like, this is stuff... This is... Is this who number. he is? Question mark? Yes. I do think. And what I really think Buffalo needs to do because he might be out of a job. Go get Brian Dable. Go get him back. Because the best games and years for Josh Allen was under Brian Dable when he was the Bills' OC. So I don't know if they would want to bring him back in a head, head coaching capacity, if he would, if Dable would want to come back as an OC. But I think that, what they, that that's what they have to do uh, to try to right the ship. But... Yeah, it is rough for Buffalo. Yeah, it's definitely not been the greatest thing. But while we talked about a lot of these quarterbacks getting injured, let's talk about some quarterbacks that are lighting it up. C.J. Stroud is continuing to put on a show. Has played himself into the MVP conversation. Yeah, and that's... I disagree about the MVP conversation. I don't think he'll be there. But I do love what I'm seeing from him. Who else would you put in the conversation right now? I think he's in there. Mahomes, for sure. Goff, potentially. I think he's playing better than both those guys right now. He might be, but 
that's never mattered for the MVP. I guess, and there's uh, there's still half the season left to go. Right. But as of now, I mean, he's playing like one of the best rookie quarterbacks ever. Yeah, and it's you know, it's early. It's been monumental to see though. But like, I love it. I, I I love it too, and it, it's I, I I'm happy for him just because you know. There have been so many Ohio State quarterbacks that, or a handful, we know they're just like, you know, they haven't done well, and everyone said, oh, you know, Ohio State QBs don't do well in the league, and a lot of people said that about him, um, mm-hmm. that he wouldn't do well, he wouldn't thrive. A lot of people were out on him, and he has dismantled those opinions so far. So proved them all wrong. Yeah, he looks really, really good. I would say right now he's playing, he's playing like a top five quarterback in the league. I'm not saying he's a top five quarterback, but he's. B is short playing like that right now. I mean, 2,626 yards. Who are your top five quarterbacks in the NFL? Ooh, that's a good question. Mahomes. Okay, this is quarterbacks went healthy. Mahomes, Burrow. I think I would have to put Hurts in there. I don't think I'm going to put Josh Allen in there anymore. Mm. And if he would be, he'd be like five. Uh, Herbert's got to be in the conversation. Even Rodgers, when he's healthy, I think is definitely in that conversation. Let me get back to you on that on the top five. Let me okay. get back to you on that. I, yeah, it's it's tough because there really is a lot of guys that have been playing without that much separation at the top. I think Mahomes is one. And I think everybody in the world would agree with that. For yeah. sure. But then after that, it's like... Is there really that much separation? Not really. I'm putting golf in my is. top five. <clears throat> surprise, surprise. And that's not crazy because he is. No. He's he's playing amazing as well. So, I think for my top five, I would go Mahomes, Burrow, give me Herbert, give me Hertz, and then give me Lamar. Not in order. Mahomes okay. is one, but then after that, I think it's just like a tier. You're not of... taking future Colt Bo Nix, who still has his picture frame on this set right now? I will not take that. But the cameras. You know. Show it off. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, future though. Future Heisman runner-up, Bo Nix. He's sure he's going to come uh, into the league with the most experience any quarterback's ever had in nah, college. Stetson Bennett. Oh, uh, that too. But... His, his nine years in college. Um, if he goes... Or uh, who was it? The Brandon Whedon. Oh, yeah. That was like 28. 28, 27 coming into the league. Got drafted by the Browns. Um, Wild. Young Oklahoma State legend. Man, those Oklahoma State teams were nasty. Justin Blackman, out of wide receiver. Jacksonville Jaguars pick. We're getting some niche NFL players here now. That was a top five pick. There's nothing I love more than just niche NFL players that I remember when when they were playing when I was five years old. I like niche NBA players better. Yeah. we can go at it all day with that. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Dobbs. I was going to say, Dobbs. can we talk about the pastronaut? Oh, my gosh. He's. <laughs> the pastronaut is an electric name. That That is not my name, by the way. But No, uh, I know. But that's still electric. Yeah, Dobbs. He's playing some of the best quarterback ball out of any quarterback right now. When you look at the situation, what he was coming into, obviously, last uh Last game, um, he was making some crazy plays. His first game for Minnesota was ridiculously impressive with how little preparation he had. Um, I love Josh Jobs. I I might buy a jersey. I'm not kidding. Like he, I 
Josh Dobbs. Future Steeler. Future Steeler. Actually, and past Steeler, right? He was. A, yeah, he was drafted by the Steelers. Um, Steelers legend Josh Dobbs. The one that got away. <laughs> now we have uh, Kenny Pickett. Kennethton Pickett. Yes. Kennethton. Kennethton Pickett. Yeah. I wish we had Dobbs back at this point. I mean, I'll, I'll get into it when we get to the pick'em. This team makes me want to. I'm going to lose my mind at mm-hmm. some point with this team. But Kenny Pickett's their record the is still. They have a chance to be eight and three because the next two quarterbacks they play are DTR and Jake Browning. Right, like Washington legend Jake Browning. Yes. But um, but yeah, like what is going on? That just I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me with that team. There's a there's a world where they are first in the AFC in two weeks. Yeah, especially and with Kansas not, City playing the Philly world that tonight. I want to live in. Not me oh. either, because I don't know what I'm going to do. What do I say? Oh yeah, we're number one in the AFC, but but we're a first round exit. But like we have a negative plus minus. We haven't put up 400 yards. You in... are the Minnesota Vikings. We kind of are, aren't we? Yeah. Except for without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's not a good spot. Or to be Dalvin in. Cook. Not a good spot to be in. George or Pick- Kirk Cousins. George Pickens. He's not Justin Jefferson. Even though he's a diva, yeah. <laughs> he is not Justin Jefferson. <laughs> he could be, but he's not. Time coping, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of these playoff races though you mentioned it being like there is a world there the browns are still the, the afc north is an interesting division as a yeah. whole it's everybody's co- good but everybody's also not the landscape has completely changed like, with what? the quarterback injuries <laughs> i would say the ravens are kind of far and away the best team in that division they should be but Especially, they lost to the browns last they lost, week they lost to the browns that is true still though what a squad yeah yeah, the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals are all right there. I do think the Bengals are probably they're definitely going to finish fourth now. Um, with Burrow being out for the other, they'll probably be like a eight and nine. We'll finish eight and nine. I can yeah. see that. It's Jover. It is. It is indeed Jover for the Bengals. Um, Browns. Who knows what that team's going to look like? Uh, but their defense is almost so good that I still think that defense can carry them to a playoff appearance. Um, Steelers. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the Ravens are maybe one of the best teams, maybe the best team in the league right now, one of them for sure. They've definitely got to be in the conversation. 100%. The Broncos, though, if you want to talk about surging teams, they figured it out. Yes. I, I mean, I, they got to run into the pastronaut tonight. but I was always going to caveat that, that my little Bills tirade with the Broncos are – are they are they back? Are we Back? Back? Maybe. I don't know if they were ever here. Let Russ cook? Russ has been – Russ is kind of cooking this year. I mean, especially after last last year where everybody was down out on him, they're coming off three straight wins, uh, one of them against the Chiefs. They were going to Buffalo. I mean – It is time to start a conversation about the playoff, Denver Broncos. Hey. You look at, you look at their teams they're playing. The Vikings, Browns without Deshaun Watson. They have to go to Houston – to LA, to Detroit, Patriots, Chargers, to Vegas. It is time to start a conversation about the playoff. Denver Nine Broncos. and eight. Is... Actually, hold on. It is time to start a conversation about the playoff. Las Vegas Raiders. That too. This AFC is loaded, by the way. I mean, it's loaded, but it's also not. Not loaded and that's at the, the same thing. time, right? The entire NFL is that way right now because of all these injuries. I mean, you're talking about games where, I mean, let's look at some of these quarterback matchups today, for example. You got Chargers, Packers. That's Herbert Love, I guess. Titans, Jaguars. Is that Will Levis and, and Lawrence? Yep. 
Raiders Dolphins is Tua versus Aiden, Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell. Shout out Boilermaker. Um, the, I mean Prescott and Young. Then you're going Kyler, who's back now against Stroud. That should be a decent matchup. Yeah. Pickett and DTR. <laughs> uh, Joe Daniel Jones and Sam Howell. It's not Daniel Jones. It's Tommy DeVito. Oh yeah, you're right. Tommy DeVito and Sam Howell. Hey. Um, still lives with his mother. Still Tommy not DeVito. Tyrod Taylor, but uh, should be Tyrod Taylor. Um, Bears and Lions is. Fields and Goff. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson versus Josh Allen. Baker Mayfield and Brock Purdy. Geno Smith and Matt Stafford. Josh Dobbs and Russell Wilson. And then Hurts and Mahomes. Like, it's just, it's it's just weird. Very weird. This is a, such a weird year in the NFL. It is. And that's why AJ is still finding himself in first place in our pick And I have fallen to last. Hey, don't throw shade. Um, I've been doing it. You have been, because you probably mm-hmm. should be even further ahead than you are, yeah. but uh, you kind of got got the short end of the stick last week. Um, but hey, man, you got to submit your picks. What's so crazy about I the had AFC? I call the game. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do his job. I was going to say, what's crazy about this AFC is you go down the the 14 out of the 16 teams, maybe even I would consider Tennessee too, I could see them making the playoffs. So... Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Texans, Colts, Raiders, Bengals, Bills, Chargers, Jets, Broncos. Broncos are the 14th team in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. I could see them all. There's a world, but they could all make the playoffs. Except I know. For the J-E-T at Jet, Jet, Jet. Jet, 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 Jet. Jet, Jet. You yeah, sure? sure? That Jet defense yeah. is. But they don't have an offense. You said that Jet defense? Yeah, not, not Jets. Uh, that Jet defense is. Really good. Uh, that Jet quarterback is not really good. So maybe that like even itself out as like a nine and eight, eight and nine team. If they get Rodgers back, because he's talking about getting back like in a couple weeks now. Insanity. Which shout out modern medicine. Um, I don't even know that he's modern medicine. It's just did he make a deal with the devil? I don't know. What it's happened just his here. stubbornness. Apparently, did he take like Pat McAfee's Achilles? Like I don't know how he's back this quick, but facts. What yeah. are we? Are you? <laughs> Yeah, no, I ooh, I don't know. That'll be interesting. But we're going to step aside, come back with the pick'em in just a minute, give you the standings, and give you our picks for today. Taking into account that all of us suck at this and only one of us is above 500, so not gambling advice, obviously. But oh, yeah, can, no we will problem. step aside and be back with the pick'em on the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Moving things on with the pick'em. AJ still in first, 62, 54, and 4. And that's with a 4 and 8 record last week uh, due to getting our guest pickers picks. Um, Jaylee didn't do you much, many favors. Oh, yeah. But hey, it's no worries. I'm, I'm still rolling. <laughs> but AJ did not submit his picks, so that was what he got. Well, but, I had other obligations. He has a job. Might I add. But... Yeah, only one of us does our job, you know, right? <laughs> but. Uh, Anyways. I was about to say, you both had the same job. Yeah, but it's okay. Um, Matt passed me with a good week. He went 7-5 and five yeah, last week. Shout out, Matt. I went 4-8 and eight as well, and I am 56-60-4. So, sets up an interesting spot. Uh, Jack went 9-3 and three last week, um, as Joe Dez has just informed us. I don't think Jack knew that until I just did now. not know that. I just assumed it did bad, but let's Lock go. Get the little celebration hey, out. this week... I'm running the table. All right. Hey, go ahead and do it. Call my shots. Um, all right. We'll start things off at Lambeau. The Chargers are minus three in Green Bay against the Packers. Matt is going with the Packers. Joe Des, go ahead. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Every time I've picked the Packers or the Chargers to cover, they have not done it. So one of them has to do it at this All point, right. hopefully. I mean, that would be that would be how that works. Or it's going to push because it's minus three. So it's <laughs> yeah, probably going to exactly, push dude. on you, Joe. <laughs> I will take I'll take the Packers. Give me the they, Chargers. They don't really lose in Lambeau. Mm. I'm going to take the Chargers just because I think that the Packers are bad. Um, yes, that that is true. And so while I do think it's going to be tough and it's coming across the country for the Chargers, they just had a tough game last week. I, I just think the Packers are bad, if we're being 100% honest. That's completely fair. I got to bring up real quick, say, for Jack last week, the first six games he got completely right, and then yeah. he finally got one wrong. For me, I got the first three right, and then all nine wrong after that. <laughs> you had three and nine? Three and nine, man. Streaky yeah. shooter. Rough week last week. Is it streaky or is it just cold? Yeah, I'm not sure that's even streaky, too. That's just being awful at pick'em. Um, all right, let's go Titans at Jags. Jags minus six and a half at home. Uh, I'm confident Jags are going to have a big bounce back, so they will win. I agree. If that was seven, I would be a little wary, but I like it as six and a six half. Six and a half is a good number. Give me the Jags. Yeah, I'm going Jags, too. Trevor Lawrence is too good. All right, Will Levis, we have locked in your success with all of us going <laughs> with the Jags. Raiders at Dolphins. Dolphins minus 14. That's so many points for how this Raiders team's playing good. So they are. I feel like I feel like I'll take the Raiders. I feel like we're this is good. we're all going to agree here. Yeah, I went Raiders too. After they got rid of Josh McDaniels, the team just seems so much happier and everything. They they're a totally different team. Give me the Dolphins. I knew AJ was going to go so there. So many points. Oh my so every time this year we say that's so many points and then we pick the team that's the underdog and the underdog gets blown out by 25 plus. That's true. See Giants Cowboys last week. But that with that being true. said, that's, that's so many points. Give me the Raiders. <laughs> if any team's going to do it, the Raiders. Dolphins. Well, the Raiders are just playing really well, like Jack said. I, I think that line is inflated. I don't think it's caught up to the way that the Raiders are playing under Antonio Pierce. And the Dolphins don't have much of a defense. So give me, give me Vegas. Dolphins have not beat a team this year over 500. Vegas are, is 500. So. Right. Yeah, give me the Raiders. So that will continue no matter what through today because the Dolphins, if they win, then the Raiders are under 500. Yep. If they lose, then the Raiders are over and the Dolphins still haven't beat a team over 500. There you go. So guaranteed to keep that trend going one more week. Cowboys at Panthers. The Cowboys minus 10.5 on the road. So many points. I'm kidding. Uh, it is a good amount of points, though. Yeah, no, this is this is a Matt went the Panthers. Fair line. Is there a reason the Panthers, don't, don't they have one win? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there a reason that they're less with spread than the Raiders Dolphins? Uh nope. because it well, one, because it's in Carolina. Oh, okay. And two, because the Dolphins have an electric offense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that Do I sense. agree that the spread should be that? No, but that's why the spread is that. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys still then. Give me the Cowboys. I have to agree, Cowboys. I'm gonna rock with the Cowboys too. Um The Panthers one win being over the Texans is objectively hilarious to me too. <laughs> Um, because all anybody's talking about is, like, the Panthers have to be sick that C.J. Stroud is balling for the Texans, and yet the Panthers beat the Texans. Mm -hmm. Um, The Bears are loving it, though. The Bears are big Cowboys fans today. Yeah, they are. Cardinals at Texans, minus five and a half. Have to take the Texans here. I mean, that Cardinals team, I know Kyler had a good game, but that's not a good team. So, And this Texans team is a good team. Love their coach. Obviously, we talked about Trout. Got to take Texans. I'm going to take the Texans, too. I do think that uh, Kyler Murray is legit mm-hmm. um, and him being back, but I, I think the Texans. And I also don't think the Cardinals particularly, at least organizationally, want to win. 
So I I no no I went on. So I'm going to take the Texans. All right, this is an ugly football game upcoming, and Jack is like losing his mind already, just having to think about it. Steelers at the Browns. Browns minus two and a half. I said this on the pylon. I legitimately think this game is going to be a tie. <laughs> like I actually think it's going to be a tie. <laughs> if I had to make a pick for the pick'em, because I because what I, are the odds on a tie? Does anybody have the odds be, on a tie? Honestly, sure it's, it's probably it's probably higher for this game probably than other games. Um, I'm just gonna look, just pull up ESPN here to see what it is. Do some quick math. It's like I a don't know that ESPN's point, gonna have your. Uh, it's like a 0.4 percent chance. Oh, the 0.4. Yeah, I meant like odds. Like, how much are you oh, making? Oh, um, yeah, no clue. But well, for overtime, it's oh, one second. That's the wrong game. One second. Keep keep talking. Here you go, Joe Dash. Yeah, I yeah, figure this out, dude. I will take the Steelers because I can't really put tie on there. But you can. If, if a tie it just hap- means you automatically lose if it's not a tie. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. But I do think it's gonna be a tie. And if it's a tie, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Overtimes plus eleven hundred twenty. So uh, that's actually not that not that, that, much that bad, for overtime. dude. <laughs> Those are not great odds for overtime. Five dollars on that wins me. How much would that win? Five hundred. There you go. <laughs> right? Wait, no, no. Five dollars would win you. You said eleven twenty or eleven thousand. Yeah, eleven twenty. Would win you like fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> don't make me that. But I think you'd make more from that. That, not that those odds for a tie yeah, is dude. actually crazy. Well, for yeah. overtime, not a tie, but overtime. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Steelers. Steelers question mark. Yeah, question I'm gonna mark? put a question mark on my on the dock there. Yeah, give me the Steelers too. Yeah. Is have... it exclamation point or question mark, or period? Period. There you go. There's your period. <laughs> I'm um, with the Browns on that one. I'm hoping. Yeah, Matt and Joe Dez both going with the Browns. All right, <laughs> Giants at Commanders. Commanders minus eight and a half at home. Give me the Commanders. Sam Howell is is like second in the league in passing yards right now. Actually, maybe first. Um, I think he was first last. Yeah. Time. So, give me the Commanders. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, I'm going Commanders too. I'm gonna take the Giants and then just make sure that I never watch this football game. No, <laughs> I don't want to watch any of it. Do you want to watch Tommy game. DeVito throw for 110 yards? I don't, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna take the Giants to cover. That's so, gonna be an ugly game. Did Tyrod get injured or is he just not playing? That's what I've been trying to figure out this entire time with Tommy DeVito because Tyrod was balling. It has to Tyrod's injured. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes They said sense. he's likely to return this year, um, but he has a rib injury. Ah, okay. He's got like the worst injury luck. Yeah, got, like his lung punctured by the. I was Chargers. gonna say yeah, that was yeah. insane. Did his lung get punctured again? But yeah, yeah dude. That's it. That opened the door for Justin Herbert, though. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. that's that's a huge what if, by the way. Yeah. Justin Herbert never really gets a start. Domino effect. Yeah. Uh, he definitely would have started soon <laughs> at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bears at Lions. Lions minus seven and a half at home. AJ's taking the Lions. We already know that. Matt took the Lions as well. I agree. Lions. Joe Dez, I see you. You might make some people upset here. Yeah, I had to break up the trend. I put Bears. What I, are you doing? I think if anyone's going to take the Lions, they're a powerhouse team. They're going to be a playoff team, obviously. But I think if anyone's going to take them down, it's going to be Justin Fields calling back pretty fresh. Super Bowl. <laughs> Give me, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions. All right, Jets at Bills. Matt went the Jets. We already know where Jack has. You see already wrote You see what I J-E-T, Jet, Jet, Jet. Um. And he also already said that he was not picking the Bills again this season. So, <laughs> AJ, give me you, the Bills. Yeah, I I'm gonna also take the Bills, 
they've got to figure it out eventually, right? It feels like Josh Allen, like every third game, goes off for like 500 yards and 40 points. I feel like that's going to be the game tonight. He's They're going to get it done. They're going to win by double digits. Bucks at Niners. Niners minus 13 and a half. Uh, did that get on the stream? Did you flip to the camera to him? Put that back up. <laughs> Let me get this back up here. <laughs> there you go. There J-E-T. You go. Jet, jet, jet. All right. Bucks at 49ers. 49ers minus 13 and a half. Matt went 49ers. Joe does. Yeah, I'm going 49ers as well. AJ? Niners. Give me the Bucks. I Every time I pick the Bucks, they've been disappointing. Like they have not covered any of the spreads I want them to. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners. Uh, they look really good right now. And just how are you gonna pass against them ever at yeah. this point? You can't. Like <laughs> Baker's gonna be running for his life all day. <laughs> yeah, because the much. Bucks don't have a great O line, and you've got Nick Bosa and Chase Young, and then Fred Warner in the middle. I forgot they got Chase Young now too. Yeah, no, they're disgusting. Yeah. Ba- Baker will find a way to keep this within. 14 points. He always seems to be that way. But yeah. We'll see. All right. Seahawks at Rams. Rams minus one and a half. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know where the Seahawks are is the problem, so I'm going to go Rams right now. Seahawks are in a middle of inconsistency like yeah. they always are. I will <laughs> take the Seahawks. I will too, though. If they remember that they have Kenneth Walker. Yes. Because they, like, seem to forget. They like they to not Walker. use him for Just some reason. Him. Um, Zach Carbonet And then for some they reason. gave him the ball one time on a screenplay last week, and he took it 65 yards for a touchdown. And then they just, like, don't give him the ball the rest of the game. Um, but they won in large part because of his touchdown. But, yeah, maybe they should give him the ball a little more. All right. So I'm taking the Seahawks. Into Sunday night. Vikings at Broncos. Game Broncos of the week. minus three. Josh Dobbs versus Russell Wilson. Broncos back in primetime again. Give me the pastronaut. Pastronaut. I agree. I'm taking the Vikings. Clean sweep? Give me the Broncos. Oh, Oh, damn. I'm going Vikings. I'll sub it for AJ there. Yeah, no Jay Jettas yet, but he should be back potentially next week. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings to continue to win their games and do what I said they were going to do when they were 0-3 before Cousins got hurt. But still, they're going to come back. They're going to challenge for this division. They're going to challenge for the playoffs. Dobbs is going to mess around and win a playoff game. He might. He might. And then he still won't have a job as a starting quarterback next year. Yeah, He he can come on over. Yeah, the Steelers will take him. He can come on over. (laughs) I think the Vikings are going to bring back Cousins. I think so, too. We'll see. Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 2.5, the actual game of the week. Where are we going? Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs for sure. Wow. I give me the Eagles. I don't think they're gonna win, but like I mean it's only two and a half. Yeah. I could see them winning by one point though, honestly. Yeah, give me the Eagles. Do we know whether Taylor Swift's gonna be there or not? I have I yes, the entire from what I heard, the entire Swift family, because they're like Eagles fans. Yeah, there's no way the NFL lets them lose that game. It's gotta be Chiefs. Yeah, no way. Yeah. I'm going to take the Chiefs, I f- but I don't like that all of us took the Chiefs because I don't think this game is as clear-cut as yeah, that. Jack took Eagles, at least. So he... Well, yeah, but like the majority, four of the five of us yeah. took the Chiefs, and I don't yeah. like that. But you know what? We ride. We ride. <laughs> I think that'll do it for us here this week on the Green and White Report. Enjoy some NFL football. Enjoy non-conference tournaments. Tune in tonight. 
5.45, AJ and I will have the Impact Is Own pregame show, and then Michigan State against Alcorn State on WDVM. Thank you to everybody for tuning in, whether on twitch.tv backslash impact89fm, or on the airwaves, FM airwaves, or through the app, wherever you're listening to us. We thank you for joining us and hanging out. We hope you guys had some fun. I know we did. For all of us here in East Lansing, AJ Evans, Jack David, Joe Dez, I'm Zach Sodetic saying so long. Have a great rest of your Sunday afternoon. This has been the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing.